getting rid of Governor Mike DeWine. It's been nothing but good news since the election of 2021. All the good guys are happy, and the bad guys are crying, that's when you know the world is doing great things. That has left many asking me what's next? They feel good about the success of the local elections around Cincinnati's north suburbs and Ohio in general, and they want more of it. Many thought they'd have to wait until 2022's fall to have more good feelings, but I reminded them that was a bit too far out to look. That is one of the best elections for Governor DeWine and his direct challenger, Jim Renacci. I haven't said much about this race because I wanted to stay focused on all the other races that were much more locally important for the election of 2021. But now that those successes are done, it's time to go for one I've been looking forward to for a long time. For me, it's personal. Demi DeWine's wrong and deliberate decisions during the COVID year of 2020 cost me personally a lot of money and hard, hard work. Life was pretty good before dummy Mike DeWine came along and screwed everything up in Ohio, but we always knew that was a risk by him. So early in 2022, May, to be specific, there will be a primary election to knock him out of his re-election bid for governor and to replace him with a guy I know a bit, Jim Renacci, and I'm excited about it. I will forever call Mike DeWine Dummy DeWine because of the way he essentially destroyed Ohio during his term in office. Many Tea Party types, myself included, held our nose and voted for him in the last governor election. He won the primary and beat out several good candidates. After the Kasich administration, Ohio looked for a purple governor because Kasich himself was very purple, essentially a Democrat with an R next to his name. Mary Taylor would have been my pick, but her association with Kasich knocked her out of consideration, so it was establishment placeholder Mike DeWine who won the primary and then went on to win the state. We all regretted it after his first year, primarily how foolishly he acted after a radical left-wing extremist shot up a night spot in Dayton, and he partnered with the Democrat mayor there to embrace gun control legislation. We eventually did get stand-your-ground laws passed by DeWine, but only because he screwed up so badly during his next year in office, 2020, when he turned into king tyrant over COVID-19. What he did during that year will forever be unforgivable. Now Dummy DeWine is dumb because he genuinely thought it was his right and obligation to decide what was safe for all kinds of people, many of who are not afraid of risk the way he is. He thought he had a right to interpret what was good for Ohio based on his own risk aversion like it was his right as some kind of king or emperor. Once the 10 Days to Slow the Spread initiative came out as a response to COVID-19 from Drive Fauci's advice to the White House, DeWine went several steps further in Ohio by cuddling up with radical abortion activist and climate change lunatic in Amy Acton. The latter was close to the Fauci group. Together they destroyed businesses, altered elections, and made life in Ohio miserable for the next year until the state legislature finally ripped away his powers in June of 2021. Finally, ding dong, the wicked witch was dead, but not before billions and billions of dollars were destroyed in Ohio and politics in the state would become the most corrupt in the nation. DeWine set the pace for what many blue state governors across America would eventually do, beating New York to the radicalism none of them dared attempt on the public before DeWine started the process. He illegally stopped the primary election of 2020 in March that certainly impacted many races when he stopped in-person voting just hours before the election was to occur. Because Mike DeWine showed other governors how they could essentially become kings, they went overboard violating constitutional laws without concern for the implications. All the cases that challenged DeWine in court he ended up losing. Eventually, like a screaming child, his power was ripped away from him by the Ohio Senate. 
After many months of radical power grabs finally forced Ohioans to say enough was enough. DeWine doesn't know it by I was on conference calls with him several times during all this, and I heard how we spoke to people. He was trying to intimidate people into not going against him on his power grabs, and many people in very high positions were terrified of him. It was an abuse of authority in every way you can measure it. The Mike DeWine I heard on these phone calls was not the guy we heard at 2 p.m. every day with his girlfriend Amy Acton giving us the latest COVID updates telling us all in the name of safety what rights we were losing that day. This went on for months, by the way. The Mike DeWine on those calls was not the guy we heard on WLW with Bill Cunningham, DeWine's longtime friend. Well, one time, we did hear the real DeWine on Willie's program, and that was when it was getting out that Amy Acton had DeWine wrapped around her finger. He showed he wasn't such an anti-abortion activist when it came to the flowing hair of the radical Democrat and national celebrity Amy Acton. He, by all accounts, seemed to have a childish crush on the liberal lunatic, and it was destroying Ohio. Dummy DeWine often showed bad judgment during his first term, and many said when we voted for him that if he didn't work out, we'd then primary him. We'd give him a chance, and what we learned was that he didn't deserve the opportunity. We would have had minor damage to Ohio if we had elected the Democrat. What made it worse was that we might expect the behavior we saw out of a Democrat. Still, because DeWine was a Republican, by title, then we were caught off guard by the massive display of his hunger for all-out tyranny, blaming it on safety to mask his true intentions. DeWine was a disaster in every way a person can be one. Based on his bad character and terrible record, there isn't one good reason to support him that I can think of. He was a disaster. I had a chance to sit down with Jim Renacy at a nice restaurant a few months ago and talk about his strategy to win the seat. We were talking like a couple of guys about some upcoming sports matchup, only we knew it was a lot more severe than that. But Renacy has a good plan. He's the right guy to beat a long, deep-rooted Reno like DeWine, but it won't be easy. I first met Renacy when he was with President Trump and Melania at an event. I got to know his private pilot a bit there, so that relationship carried over into our talk, which allowed us to talk openly. For Republicans to knock DeWine out of that governor seat, the GOP will need to focus and rally behind Renacy. Renacy will have to hit DeWine harder than the GOP typically likes to play. And there will likely be a need for Trump to get involved, which Renacy can do. He has the president on a speed dial on his phone if needed. So there you have it, that is the next big thing, and all the big reasons to make it an essential next step. I would vote for Renacy for just about anything, he's a great guy. But this is about getting rid of DeWine for all that he has done. He needs to be punished and made an example of for all future tyrants in our political system. And we can't show him any mercy in the process. Rich Hoffman. Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business.